Joining us now, the interim superintendent of schools from Minneapolis Public Schools, Rochelle Cox, joining us this morning. And I'm sure you're busy. I noticed that uh, you got a lot of email from students wondering why you didn't shut down schools uh, with the two past snowstorms. And what's it like this morning? Uh, yes, Freddie and Chantel, we've been up uh, since about 3 a.m. monitoring roads. Um, things for us within the city have been passable. Um, I think things are going to be slow out there. Um, so we're asking our families and our staff to take it easy. Um, we were a little surprised that Metro Transit has suspended services, but we're hoping they're going to be back up and running and uh, school is open today. Well, yes, we see that uh, there are only like four closings, including Pepin School District, Red Wing closed, Bloomington schools are closed, surprisingly, and Edina schools opening opening two hours late, along with a number of others. But uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minneapolis in particular, right on time? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a few delays just to make sure that we're safe, but um, we make sure our families are downloading our Here Comes the Bus app, and they can keep track of where their bus is and what time it'll be arriving at the stop. Rochelle Cox with us this morning, interim superintendent of schools from Minneapolis Public Schools. Yesterday, members of the school district approved a $500,000 settlement with the family of Deshaun Hill, He's a 15-year-old star quarterback and North High School honor roll student who was fatally shot last February while walking to the bus stop after school. What does this uh, settlement mean and what has to happen next, Rochelle? Yeah, it was an emotional uh, part of the evening last night. You know, the family of Deshaun Hill Jr. asserted claims against MPS uh, arising out of his tragic death. While the school district denied all liability, it did reach a settlement with the family. This settlement allows, I believe, the family to move forward from this painful event. Um, while the school board authorized the settlement, ultimately the settlement must be approved and then distributed by the Hennepin County District Court. So we'll be moving in that direction. I mean, the senseless murder of Deshaun Hill will always be the ultimate tragedy in the story. And uh, we're holding his family, his friends, and his school family in our hearts um, and always will. Have you had a chance to see the, the, uh, the Showtime special, Boys in Blue? I have, and you know, um, I never got to meet Deshaun Hill. I was actually at the the hospital supporting school staff uh, the night of um, his murder when he was in the hospital. So it was very emotional for me, but I really appreciated the chance to get to know him through the documentary um, even more. What a special guy. What a special guy. Indeed. Everyone, we're talking with Rochelle Cox, superintendent of schools, and I met uh, somebody that you should know. Uh, over at Catholic Charities, uh, Michael Gore salutes you this morning. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, Mr. Gore and I had a chance to work together, and he was a great mentor for me in his years here at Minneapolis Public Schools and continues to be in his role in Catholic Charities. <laughs> he's doing quite well. He says it's three years, and he's wearing it well. Uh, talking <laughs> about wearing it well, school enrollment season is coming to a close, Rochelle. Yeah, you know, it feels like Freddie, we just talked about it was opening, and now here uh, we're um, we've got a due date for school request cards of February seventh. And for our families, if they get that request card in by February seventh, they'll have their best chance of getting their first requested school. So um, we always take requests year round, but that best chance is going to be by February seventh. 
Um, I know our families are always looking for more information. Um, We had an amazing school finder fair on Saturday, but all of our schools are hosting open houses, which are a great way for families to get acquainted with the school. They get to meet the principal, teachers, other staff, along with seeing our beautiful buildings. That's incredible. I remember when you first mentioned to us in a different role that you occupied about High Five, and is that still alive and well? Yeah, we have um, our our preschool programs have only expanded, and anyone who has a child who will be four years old by September 1st can register for our High Five preschool program. We even have two schools that offer three school now, so if children who will be three by September 1st can enroll in those. Wow. Michelle Cox with us this morning. So what about the early childhood program and community schools, community schools in particular? Yeah, you know, our community schools offer things like um, STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. We have music instruction. Um, that was a big thing we talked about last night at the board meeting, access to music. Um, there's literacy. We have very strong interventions happening right now. We have a new math curriculum that we're adopting that we're really excited about. And there's advanced academic programming and so much more. All right. And do you have a thought about, C- you know, our producer is saying, ask about CTE. What is CTE? Yeah, so CTE is Career and Tech Education, and um, these courses emphasize the development of real-world skills, practical knowledge. Pathways include things like healthcare, automotive, education, law and public safety, media arts, and more. So we're so excited because students can earn college credits or receive job certifications for free. So we have these courses, they're taught online, and they're held at our CTE Tech Centers, which next year will have our new center opening up at North High School, and also Roosevelt High School will have um, some courses also starting next year. I'm getting a text in here, <laughs> Rochelle Cox. It says, can students be on the panel to decide whether or not school is open during bad weather? Ah, um, you know, um, that's a really interesting, interesting question. I will say one way that our students can get involved in decisions like when we make decisions like this for inclement weather is to be an active member of their citywide student government council. Ah. So we know that students can be on their school site councils, but they also can be, um, I have my... uh, a citywide student government board um, that we meet monthly, and so I really enjoy those times to get input, hear from students, and uh, get their input on important things like inclement weather procedures. Wonderful. Do you have a final uh, comment this morning, especially as students and families are navigating the uh, inclement conditions this morning? Yeah, take it slow. Know that these decisions we do not take lightly, and they're decisions that are that need to be made uh, by five o'clock in the morning because we have buses on the road. Um, take care. Know that if you're running into any trouble, uh, just reach out to your school. Um, we will be excusing absences today for students uh, based on weather. Wonderful, Rochelle Cox. Thanks so much for being with us. You're always such a bright light with us on KMOJ.